All right, it's once again that time of the week for the Reverend Dr. Nat Brown. I want to say that again, once again. Once again, it's time for Reverend Dr. Nat Brown. For the Voice of Faith podcast, we thank you again for joining us tonight. And uh, we just thank you so much uh, for being with us on our podcast each week. Um, and also, we're coming to you from uh, Bishopville, South Carolina. We pastor a little church over in Sumter, South Carolina, called Walker's Chapel Independent Free Will Baptist Church, and 99 Walter Avenue in Sumter, South Carolina. We would love to have you. Also, if you ever in the Sumter, South Carolina area, we would love to have you to come out and join us in one of our service or our Bible study. We would love to have you. And it's just an uh, awesome time we, uh, in the Lord. And we st- preach the word. We still preaching heaven sweet and heaven hot. All right, folks. And if you like to email me, just go to reverendat94 at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you, and praise God out there. If there's any way we can help you in your Christian walk, I want you to know one thing. We would love to be there for you. Tonight, we're going to talk about a subject, and when I came across this, uh, <laughs> I'm kind of chuckling a little bit, because when I came across this title, I mean, whoa, what a title. I said, man. And the title of my podcast tonight, once again, uh, Don't Get Stunned, the name of the title tonight of our uh, message is Five Things God Does Not Know. Five Things God Does Not Know. Now, when I first heard about this title that the Spirit of God gave me, I kind of jumped up. You know what I'm talking about? Kind of jumped up and I said, there is no way. My God, nothing is impossible with God. Nothing is impossible with God. Our God is powerful and he's an awesome and powerful God. So, but tonight, as we go into our podcast, I learned one thing uh, as I was searching this out, that there's five things that God does not know. And I want you to stick with me tonight because I, I am hoping that I am going to be able to uh, teach you something from this podcast tonight. First of all, our text is coming from Psalms chapter 90, verses 1 and 2. It says, Lord, thou hast been our dwelling place in all generations. Before the mountains were brought forth, ever thou hast formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting, everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. In the beginning, praise God, the word was God and the word was with God. That is amazing. So we look at this here. There are many false gods in the world today. 
that there is only one true and living God. He is eternal, holy, almighty, all-powerful, and filled with love. And when I thought about that, then I thought about something else. There's a holy, eternal, mighty, all-powerful God and filled with love. And then I found out there is something God does not know. Think about that tonight. Now, I was asked a question when I first went into the ministry years ago and uh, by an elderly man. And when the elderly man uh, asked me that question, I, you know, being full of uh, the newness of the ministry and all that, I just jumped up when he asked me this question. And the question was, he said, Preacher, what did man do that God could not do, but man done it, and God was pleased with it? Well, me being the new uh, minister and uh, just called into the ministry, I jumped up and I said, there is nothing impossible with my God. There is nothing that my God can't do. And he said, I want you to listen to me again. And he asked me that question over again. And he says, what did man do that God couldn't do, but man done it, and God was pleased with it? And I said, sir, I'm going to have to admit that I do not know the answer to that question. And he said, the answer to that question is simply this, when John baptized Jesus. And what I thought about that, that Jesus Christ, being God in human form, could not have baptized himself, so it took a human being, and that person was named John. And we know all the story how when John had never met the Lord Jesus Christ, but when he saw Jesus walking up to that baptism service, John looked up and he said these words, and these are some powerful words tonight, the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. See, in fact, uh, Brother John looked, and when he saw the Lord Jesus Christ coming, he knew that he was the Lamb of God that takes away, glory be to God, glory be to God, the sin of the world. And folks, I want to tell you this again tonight. There is coming today, praise God, when the... Um, the trumpet's going to sound, and hallelujah, there's going to be a crash and a twinkling of an eye. Praise God, and we're going up to be with the Lord Jesus Christ in the air. So, some things God does not know. Now, some people still call this Habakkuk. I call it Habakkuk. Uh, but in Habakkuk chapter 1, verse 13, he says, God does not know a sin he does not hate. I want you to get that again. God does not know of a sin he does not hate. I want you to get this straight tonight now. There is not a sinner out there that God don't love. He loves the sinner, but he hates the sin. And this is what it says in Habakkuk. Habakkuk chapter 1 verse 13, Thou art of pure eyes than to behold evil and cast not look on iniquity. Wherefore, I want you to highlight that word can't, or can't, cannot look on iniquity. 
Wherefore lookest thou upon them that deal treacherously, and holdest thy tongue when the wicked devoureth a man that is more righteous than he? And I like this here. He says, You are purer, you are of purer eyes than to behold evil, and cannot look it actively upon injustice. Why then do you look upon the plunderer? He's asking the question. Why are you silent when the wicked one destroys him? Who is more righteous than the Chaldean oppressor is? And what I want you to get out of this here, God's hatred for sin is clearly displayed for us at the cross of Calvary where Jesus suffered for the sins of the world. Did you hear what it says? That Jesus suffered. So there is not a, God does not know a sin he does not hate. But God's hatred of sin is clearly, clearly displayed for us at the cross of Calvary where Jesus suffered for the sins of the world. Did you get that tonight? For the sins of the world, brothers and sisters out there in podcast land. And he says in Isaiah chapter 53, verses 4 and 5, Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement, chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. I kind of like this here explanation of it. Surely he has borne our grief, sickness, weakness, and distresses, and carried our sorrows and pains of punishment. Yet we ignorantly consider him stricken, smitten, and afflicted by God as if with leprosy. But he, who he who? Jesus Christ. But he was wounded for our transgressions, for our sins. He was bruised for our guilt and iniquities, the chastisement needful to obtain peace and well-being for us was upon upon all, upon him, and with the stripes that wounded him, we are healed and made whole. See, God does not know of a sin that he does not hate. Second thing I want to bring out tonight, God does not know a sinner he does not Love. I really want you to get that tonight because the simple reason is second thing that God does not know. God does not know a sinner. He does not love. God loves you regardless. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. God loves you regardless of who you are or what you have done in life. God loves you and wants you to be a part of the family of of God. And the most famous verse in the Bible uh, is quoted probably by every child in kindergarten. It's one of the powerfulest, powerful verses in God's Word. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God so greatly loved and Tearly prized the world that even gave up his only begotten, that unique son, so that whoever believes in, in other words, trust in, clings to, relies on him, shall not perish. And they, those words, shall not perish, simply means come to destruction, be lost, 
but have eternal life, everlasting life in Jesus Christ. And I want to tell you what God does not know. A sinner he does not love. In fact, while we were all out there in sin and doing our thing, you know what he done in, in, in Romans chapter 5? He says in Romans chapter 5, verse 8, But God commendeth his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Did you hear what I said? Sorry about hitting the microphone there. But Christ died for us. While we were yet out in sin, God shows and clearly proves his own love for us by the fact that while we were still honky-tonking, while we were still in our sinful ways, Christ the Messiah, the anointed one, praise God, died not for one sin, but died for our every sin. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for that. Glory be to God tonight. The power of Almighty God. Hallelujah. So there is not a sinner. God does not know a sinner. He does not love. So I want to eliminate this tonight. If you listen to our podcast, The Voice of Faith with the Reverend Dr. Nathaniel Nat Brown, don't sit back and say, well, God don't love me because my past is so messed up. Jesus came when we're out there in the sinful world and that sinful nature and doing our sinful things. God shows and clearly proves his own love for us by the fact that we were still sinners. He sent his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, to die on that cross for our every sins. So tonight I want you to listen to that closely. Praise God. There is not a sinner he does not love. I don't care what kind of, if you're on drugs tonight, maybe you're alcoholic, uh, whatever the sin may be, I want you to know God loves you and there's not a sinner that he does not love. God, God tonight does not know of a sinner he does not love. The next thing I want to bring out tonight is that God does not know a sinner Jesus did not die for. I want you to listen to this tonight. Jesus died for all the people of the world. No one is excluded. He paid our sin debt to God on the cross when he took upon himself our sin, our debt to God Almighty. Glory be to the Lord. Glory be to Jesus. Our debt to God has been paid in there is nothing you can do tonight. You can't earn it. You can't buy it. Praise God. It's already been paid for. So I'm going to be repetitive. God does not know a sinner Jesus did not die for. And it says in 1 Timothy chapter 2, beginning in verse 5, For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all to be test to be testified due glory be to God in due time. For there is only one God and only one mediator. And you know who that mediator is tonight? The mediator is the Lord Jesus Christ. Did you know where he's sitting at tonight? He's sitting at the right hand of God, being our high priest and 
And just hang here with our podcast, and later on we're going to be doing some Bible studies, and we're going to tell you what the high priest done, and and that's what Jesus is doing right now. He's sitting at the right hand of the Father as our high priest. What is he doing there? The Bible says he's making intercession for you and I. In other words, he's mediating us. He is mediating for us and taking care of us. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. For there is one God. Hallelujah. One God and one mediator between God and men. The man, Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all. In other words, we had a debt we could not pay. And Jesus stepped in and says, I will pay that debt. Praise God. Praise God tonight. Hallelujah. God, but we see Jesus who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he, by the grace of God, should taste death for every man. That's Hebrews chapter 2, verse 9. But we see Jesus. He was made a little bit lower than the angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he, by the grace of God, should taste death for every man. Oh, praise God. But we are able to see Jesus, who was ranked lower than the angels for a little while, crowned with glory and honor because of his having suffered death in order that by the grace, what is grace? The unmerited favor of God to us sinners, he might experience death for every individual person, no matter what you have done. Jesus died for that every, every sin. Praise God. So, God does not know a sinner Jesus did not die for. That's something tonight that God does not know. He does not know of a sinner that he did not die for. So, quit sitting back and saying, you know, I've done this in my past and I'm just too mean to be saved or I'm an alcoholic and God doesn't forgive alcoholics. Maybe you out there tonight, you strung out on drugs and you say, well, God just don't, don't know me. God does know you because years, 2000 years ago, he died for your ever sin. He died for that alcoholic. He died for that drug addict. He died for that prostitute out there. He died for that one that is out in sin tonight. So there is God does not know. God does not know a sinner that Jesus did not die for. I want you to get that tonight. I really want you to get a hold of that. I want you to grasp that tonight because you're not too big a sinner. Everyone has been exactly where you're at tonight. Every one of us, we have been a sinner. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But then one day, I was that sinner, but one day, I realize that Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And all of a sudden, the Spirit of God drawed me to that loving touch of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And I accepted him and became a new creature in Christ Jesus. Praise God. So, God does not know a sinner Jesus did not die for. So, the fourth thing that God does not know a sinner, and we covered that just about in the little introduction here. God does not know a sinner he will not save. The greatest decision you 
would ever make is to receive Jesus Christ as your Savior. No one, no one, oh, I want to say that again, that felt so good. No one, no one, oh, hallelujah, no one will he turn away from eternal life if they come to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. And I want you to know this. And someone says, why do you Christians think you're you're the only one right? Well, I'll be honest with you tonight. Let's be honest. And the reason I know that we're the, the only one that is right is because the simple reason our Bible has been proven over and over again. The devil for thousands of years has tried to destroy it. And for thousands of years, uh, the devil has tried to destroy Jesus so the Savior would not come into the world. And to this day, the devil is still trying to name, uh, trying to destroy the name of Jesus because in America today, everything about God, it seems like it offends somebody. The name of Jesus offends somebody. Well, I want to tell you something tonight about this offensive name of Jesus. See, the devil knows that you cannot get a prayer answered if you don't ask in the name of Jesus. So why I believe tonight that Christianity, the Bible is the true word of God, we're the only one out there tonight that can literally say that we've had someone to die, laid in a tomb for three days, and on the third day was resurrected, seen by over Technically speaking, about 514 people and walked the face of this earth after his death for 40 days, told his disciples, wait for the promise of the Father, and then 10 more days, bless God, 120 people in the upper room and was praying and seeking God and believing the Lord Jesus Christ, what he said, and all of a sudden, as a rushing mighty wind, praise God, the Holy Spirit came through that door, and praise God, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Now, I want to tell you something, and also the prophecy of the Bible is standing true. The prophecy of the Bible is standing true. When I say that, and I repeated that because the simple reason is for hundreds of years, the Bible told of a Savior that that Savior would be born in a little town of Bethlehem. Now, folks, we're coming into the season, and I'm going to turn a lot of people off here, and we're coming into the season that uh, of Halloween. I want to say on this podcast tonight, as a born-again Christian, Halloween has nothing to do with Christianity. It should have nothing to do with your church, I, I don't believe that this is a day for the devil, witches, and all this. So I don't think we need to mix these things up. But I do know one thing. Uh, God does not know a sinner he will not save. In Romans ten thirteen, he says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. In other words, for everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord, invoking him as Lord, will be saved. Not saved with Jesus. The devil even knows Jesus. But I want to tell you something tonight. You've got to know him. You've got to have a personal relationship with him. You've got to have a walk with him, praise God. You've got to know him. Hallelujah. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. In other words, knowing that he's Lord of Lords, high priest, Lord of Lords, and coming back one day as King of Kings. Glory. Hallelujah. 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 
Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. God does not know a sinner he will not save. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. The Lord is not slack, folks, concerning his promises also. You hear what I said? God is not slack. None whatsoever concerning his promises. Some men count slackness. But he's long-suffering to us, we're not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Oh, mercy. You see what God's doing. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And the reason he might not even be coming back tonight, because no man knows when he's coming back to take his church and his children home, the Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness. See, some men say, well, where's the promise of the Father? You've been talking about this for years, you Christians, and, and all this kind of stuff, but where's his promise? Well, God, let me tell you something, God is long-suffering to us. If God wasn't long-suffering, I want to tell you what, with the things going on in America today, God would come down here with a boat of lightning, with a boat of lightning, and just destroy what's going on in this world today. Yes, he's just like that rushing mighty wind with all the people screaming and hollering in the streets. God would come down with that boat of lightning and put a stop to all of it tonight. The reason he don't do that is because God is long-suffering to us. We're not willing. He doesn't want one person to die and go to eternal hell. He's not willing that any should perish but that all should come to repentance. God does not know a sinner he will not save. Did you hear what I said? You're not too bad out there tonight. Bless God, the Lord is not slack, as he's promised. He said, if you call upon the name of the Lord, you shall be saved. But he's long-suffering. He's waiting on you to cry out to him. God does not know tonight a better time to be saved than now. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, 2 says, Behold, now is the day of salvation. Don't put it off, folks. Now is the day of salvation. Today, Jesus is saying to you, Today, you are invited by God Almighty to come to Him, to turn from your every sin and ask Him to come into your heart and life tonight. Folks, I hope as you can see tonight, that these some things that I have brought out tonight, there are some things that God does not know. Does not know. And I want to go over those again. God does not know a sin he does not hate. God does not know a sinner he does not love. God does not know a sinner Jesus died not die for. A sinner God does not know a sinner he will not save. And God does not know a better time to be saved than now. A friend of mine sang a song. Had an awesome testimony about in sin. In fact, his name was Sammy Hill. He was there all the time. Jesus tonight is there, right there. In your presence, wherever you might be tonight, wherever you listen to this podcast, wherever you listen to Reverend Dr. Nathaniel Nat Brown on the Voice of Faith podcast tonight, I want you to know, Jesus knows where you're at. Jesus knows the condition that you're in tonight. 
Romans 3.23, and I want to share this with you tonight. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and come short with the glory of God. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And we talked about this a while ago. Romans 5.8, glory be to God. Romans 5.8, but God commendeth his love toward us while we were yet sinners. Christ died for us. And if you would cry out to him, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. If you'll do that tonight, hallelujah. And when you do that and you accept it by faith, and we're writing a book right now on faith. But if you accept Jesus by faith, there's something that happens to you. And here is what happens to you. You ready for this? Praise God. What happens to you tonight? Is 2 Corinthians 5.17. And if you listen to my podcast each week, you're going to find out you're going to hear these passages of scriptures a number of times because I'm telling you the Romans road and the word of God is what we've got to hear to accept him. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things pass away. Behold, all things become new. Glory be to God. Would you accept him tonight? And if you do accept him, we would love for you to write us at uh, the Voice of Faith podcast at 99 Walter Avenue, Sumter, South Carolina, 29153. Or you can email us at reverendnat94 at gmail.com. And we would love to hear from you. We would love to send you some information to help you on your Christian Walk. Not going to cost you anything, brothers and sisters, or the ones out there. We're not in here to to fill your mailbox up with a request and all that. Anything we offer here is free. We would love to have you. Also, if you're out there and you would love to sign up, we're still old school. We're not online yet. But if you would love to sign up for our correspondence course, and that is the Bible Believers Bible Institute, a journey right now through the New Testament. Starts at Matthew, and we plan on going all the way through the book of Revelation. We would love to have you. All you've got to do is write us, give us your name and address, email us, reverendnat94 at gmail.com, or write us at 99 Walter Avenue, Bible Believers Bible Institute at 99 Walter Avenue in Sumter, South Carolina. Let us go to God in prayer. Our gracious Heavenly Father, we pray right now in Jesus' name. I pray, God, that this podcast will go forth and it will touch. And let us realize tonight the things that I have brought out, God does not know. God does not know a sin that he doesn't hate. God does not know a sinner that he won't save. And we thank God tonight for that saving, precious, saving grace. Go with us tonight, Lord. I ask you that each listener, God, I ask you that the Voice of Faith podcast will go forward. And wherever it may reach, God, we ask you that it will touch souls, that the name of Jesus will be uplifted. Now, Lord, we love you tonight. We praise you tonight, God, and we ask you to go with us. I pray for every name, every situation on our prayer journal. In Jesus' name, meet those needs, God. Heal that sick one right now. And God, we're going to uplift you, Lord. And we're going to praise you right now. And God, we know that you are 
and awesome God. Go with us now, Lord, and we give you the honor and we give you the praise. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. We love you all, folks. God bless you, each one. God bless our veterans. God bless America. And until our next podcast, this is the Reverend Dr. Nathaniel Nat Brown, the voice of faith, saying we will see you next time. Thank you for your support and your love of supporting our broadcast by listening, sharing it, and we thank God for each and every one of you.